0: Alright, what somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son Jesus, we receive revelation that is found on Christ alone. There is no confusion, there is no contradictions in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. The name alone is glorified, and we are edified. Amen. Alright. Genesis 1, let's start from there this morning. Genesis 1, let's open our Bibles to Genesis 1. We're starting a series this morning on let there be light. Hallelujah. So we want to look at the scriptures in grammatical analysis and proper context this morning. What is the book of Genesis saying? A lot of us have read Genesis and we think that we, uh, when we read Genesis, we have imaginations in our hearts. We have some pictorial imaginations in our hearts and uh, we you just think that there was a day Jesus, God just came everywhere. The whole world was dark and he just said, let there be light and R.G. provided the light, you know. <laughs> what is Genesis 1 saying? Because um, the goal of, um every student of the scriptures is to understand the bible properly if you read in second timothy before we get there second timothy 3 verse 15 second timothy 3 verse 15 i expect you to open your bibles as we see together second timothy 3 verse 15 says and as from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation true faith which is in Christ Jesus, and all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That word doctrine there is from the Greek word, the daskalia, and it means teaching. That is, the scriptures is profitable for teaching. I strongly believe that if every believer understands the word properly, their mind and their faith would be, uh, they will understand how to interpret their faith. But we have a lot of Christians today that they are just Christians, and if you ask them what is the Scripture saying about this, they can't answer you. What is the Scripture saying about, uh, uh, about certain things? They just can't answer. Okay, what is the Scripture saying about homosexuality? They can't answer. What is the Scripture saying about um, so many things? Uh, they, can't, they just can't provide an answer. Why? Because they are not properly taught the Scriptures. And a lot of Christians are used to motivational speaking. Motivational speaking is like uh, uh, acquire, to desire to retire, to refire. I imagine that's what you come to hear on a Sunday morning. That's not good because you can't grow that way. The heart of God in First Timothy 2 verse 4. Look go, go to First Timothy 2 verse 4. First Timothy 2 verse 4. Look at First Timothy 2 verse 4. Look at Are you there? Are you there? He says, who would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? So God's desire is that all men are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that shows as a believer, the major thing is the knowledge. You must come to the knowledge of the truth. So that shows that if you are in a place where you are not thought properly, the knowledge of the truth, you are in the wrong place. Or if you're in a place where they are just telling you, you're going to make it all the time, you're just going to make it, everything is going to work out for you, everything is just going to move that way, it's not possible. You have to do some work. Yes, God gives grace to certain things. There's favor on certain things, but you also have to do the work. Hallelujah. So, as a believer, we have to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, understanding the scriptures is very key. Tell your neighbor say, understanding the scriptures. Understand the scriptures. You're not sounding like your minion. It's very key. Because you can't be a believer and you are being taught the word and you cannot explain it. If somebody asks you, teach me from the bible many of you are going to say many of the things they taught you when you were in children's church oh apple this oh this that or the experiences you have formed to understand the scriptures you know you don't some people don't even understand the scriptures they just have experiences experiences that life has taught them and they just use it to interplay with the scriptures that's wrong the scriptures will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written I'll say it again. The scriptures will not mean today what it never meant as at the time it was written. So, one basic rule of Bible in hermeneutics is that you must understand what the writer is saying. Now, we are about to study Genesis. We are about to study Let There Be Light. Now, Moses, everybody knows that Moses wrote Genesis, right? Right? All right. Good. Now, when Moses was writing Genesis, you were not his audience. His audience was the exodus people, the people that came out of Egypt. That was his audience. So, if he was going to talk to certain people, he is going to talk to his audience, right? Right, guys. So now that shows. It's just like you are teaching a child. If I was teaching in a children's church, I'm not going to be talking the way I'm talking this morning. I'm going to be using pictures, right? I'm going to be using symbols, imagery, so that they can understand me, right? So now that shows the audience that things were written to mothers. So that shows you are going to sit down like you are that audience to understand the Bible. You are going to sit down like we are Moses' audience to understand the Bible. We are not going to sit down like in the 2023 world to understand the Scriptures. We are going to sit down in the audience of Moses to understand the Scriptures. So that shows paying key emphasis to the Scriptures is very important. As a Christian, you must pay keen. emphasis. Emphasis to the scriptures. What is the scripture saying? A lot of people, I tell people, I say, a lot of people are building their Christian life on what God has not promised. Some people believe God has promised them um, a car. Some people believe God has promised them a house. Some people believe that God has promised them so many things. But He never said that. The only thing God promised in the scriptures is the gift of eternal life. John 3 verse 16, the popular one. It says, he that believeth in me shall not perish, but shall have what? Everlasting life. Jesus never promised us anything material. I'm sorry to bust your you, but he never did. You are the one that thought he did. Because you read the scriptures in your mindset. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you have to understand what the scripture is saying. say so You have to understand what the scripture is saying. So this morning we're going to be studying so many key things and I want you to pay attention because Kenneth Egan said, if churches can do their work properly, there will be no need for a Bible school. So I strongly believe that the church is where you have to be taught the basic essentials of the scriptures. The basic essentials of the scriptures. What is the scripture saying? Now, so we are in Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 1. All right, let's go to Genesis So We said we want to study, let there be light. Hallelujah. All right, says so in Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth. In verse 2, he says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In verse 3, he says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, in your mind, or in the way you have thought about it when you read the scriptures, you have imagined there was a day God woke up and because the word was just that, I don't know if you had that imagery, I did when I was much younger. You just, you just felt like God woke up and, you know, this, you know they told you that God came from nowhere, right? So you just believe Jesus appeared to the world. Now, if if we're to think that way, what is, so who created the world if he just appeared to the world? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? If you had to think that way, who created the world? If it was just to appear to the world, so now you had that imagery of it just appeared. Then it just said, so everywhere was dark and probably water was just flowing, and it just said, let there be light, and you saw the light. How if you, how if you had that imagination when you were younger? How if you did? All right, we're gonna we're gonna look at it properly this morning. Amen. What is the scripture saying? And because the Bible can't be writing, uh, the Bible is not about uh, uh, stories. It's not tell, trying to teach us story. The Bible is theology, the, story, the study of God. Now, let's look at some grammatical analysis of this text. So he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And now said, and the earth was without form and void. Now, let's look at that word form and void, because if we see that word form and void, it will help us, because that imagery in your head, you got it from form and void. The head was without form and void, so what is on the head, you know? Now, form and void, now before we get into this, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. So, many a times in translation, the words are not used properly I, I i i am from a native language in my native language we speak yoruba i know some of you don't understand what that means but if i'm to translate from yoruba now to english there are certain things that will be lost that i have to go back to my yoruba language to explain it how many of you understand what i'm saying If you have two separate languages, some of you that speak Spanish now, if you're trying to translate from Spanish to English, you will understand that there are certain words that will be lost until you go back to that Spanish in Spanish translation, before you understand what is properly saying, I'm gonna if you understand what I'm saying. I'm gonna if you understand. Good. Now, so it's the same thing with the Bible. The Bible English language is just about a thousand years. If you do your research, roughly even less than a thousand years. So the Scriptures or the Old Testament originally was compiled in Hebrew. So, to study what is saying, you go back to the Hebrew to understand it. So, don't be afraid when I say the Hebrew word for this is this. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. So, now we are in Genesis 1. It says, the earth was without form and void. Now, the phrase without form is from the Hebrew word tou, t-o-h-o-o, t-o-h-o-o, while the word void is from the Hebrew word Bohoo, B-O-O H-O-O. not the social media app though. I think there's a social media app called boo. Oh, oh it's a fashion app, okay. it's not Boo. it's bohoo <laughs> hallelujah. All right. So now we're trying to still do some grammatical analysis. Now that's the word tohu bohoo. Now, and it says, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And that was Spirit of God in the Hebrew is from the word Elohim Ruach. Elohim Ruach. And that word Ruach means wind, breath. Wind, breath. And the word moved is from the word Rakav. R-A-C-H-A-P-H. And it implies to brood. That is, to enter into somewhere or an incubation. To enter into somewhere or an incubation. Now, it says, darkness was upon the face of the deep. That word, darkness, is from the word, Hebrew word, shosak, C-H-O-S-A-C-K, C-H-O-S-A-C-K. And it implies obscure, nothing is seen. It implies without light. That is, nothing is seen. And it implies everywhere is dark that is nothing is seen and we now says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water that word face is from the Hebrew word panin p-a-i-y-hem p-a-n-i-y-hem p-a-n-i-y-hem and it implies appearance appearance that is before the presence of appearance, before or the presence of. So now in Genesis 1 verse 1, when it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In verse 2, he now says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now the phrase, the face of the deep, is the same truth as explained the face of the water. So now, initially, he stated that darkness was upon the face of the deep. That is, there was no light. There was, everything was obscure. Everything was nothing was seen. And he now says that, and the next statement was, and God said, let there be light. What does this mean? You know, because if God wasn't playing pranks with us or if God wasn't trying to keep our minds, uh, you know, uh, uh, keep our minds busy wondering what was happening, what does this text mean? So, the Spirit of God can be seen by saying, let there be light. Now, what does that mean? It says, darkness was upon the face of the deep, the earth was without form and voice, and the Spirit of God, those key things, it says, the earth was, some key things for you to note in this text, it says, the earth was without form and voice, we said, that is nothing, and it says, darkness was upon the face of the deep, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, what does those things mean? What is Moses saying by saying darkness was upon the face of the deep, all of those things? What does darkness mean? What does light and darkness mean? Look at in Genesis 1 verse 6. Genesis 1 verse 6. All the stuff from verse 4. Let's just read on. It says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And God said... The light day, the, and God called the light day, and darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And he now says in our season, verse 7, says and god made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters and which were above the firmament and it was so so now again he used the word we have seen the word heaven again in verse one it says god created heaven and earth in verse six it says let the firmament divide let there be firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Now that's the firmament we mean the sky now. That is the atmospheric heavens. That is if you look at that. So it's basically saying let the firmament divide the earth, just like the heavens and the earth, the sky and the earth. Now a lot of people used to think heaven is up there. No. Heaven is not up in the sky. If you go, if you fly up and up, everything that is still going to be there is the sky. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heaven is not in the sky. Heaven is just the spiritual world, the immaterial world. Does that make sense? Heaven is not in the sky. No, it's in the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, now, so he's explained and he says, heaven. And he uses word light, so we are seeing some sudden words, light, heaven, um, earth, and all of those things. So now, having understood the word that heaven is not physical, so when God is saying, let us create, God created the heaven and the earth, so can we say, God created the immaterial world and the material world, can we say that? Can we say that? So it simply means the spirit and the physical, the spiritual world and the physical. Can we say that? Can we say that? Yes. All right. Now, good. Because in verse 6, it says, let there be firmament. So the firmament will be the sky, right? So and that would divide the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters. And God divided all of those things. So now that's good. So that's not our focus today anyway. All right, but our focus is let there be light. Amen. All right, so we are, we are still continuing. So it says darkness was upon the face of the deep. So now having understood that, we can safely say that to explain to man what the face of the deep means is to explain the state of the entire head. So when God said there was darkness upon the face of the deep, He was talking about something supernatural he wasn't talking about something physical because he was to explain the state of man now we're going to get to that point very quickly what darkness means now go to Ephesians 1 or Ephesians 2 let's go to Ephesians 2 quickly let's go to Ephesians 2 very quickly Let's go to Ephesians 2. Are you there? All right. It says in verse 1: it says, And you are the quickened, you were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in the time past you walk according to the course of this word, the spirit of the spirit, the pre, according to the priests of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in, walk in the children of disobedience, among whom we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature rots. Children of wrath, even as unto others. So we are seeing the state of man in that place. Look at in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Let's go to here quickly. Ephesians 5. Let's see verse 8. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Ephesians 5 verse 8. He says, for you were sometimes darkness. Now, he's using the word darkness here again. He says, you were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. In us, is walk as children of what? Light. Now, look at in verse 11. He says, and have no fellowship with your fruitful work of what? But rather, reprove them. Are you seeing that now? All right, look at, go to 1 Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians five let's see from this let's look at this let's start from this uh, let's see verse five. First Thessalonians five verse five. First Thessalonians five verse five. Are you there? I'll wait for you. So he says, ye all are children of what and children of what and we are not of what? Now, are you seeing that darkness is not physical? Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that darkness is not physical now? Okay, look at John 8. John 8 verse 12. Go to John 8 verse 12. So, when you see darkness now, is it talking about a physical light? It's talking about the state of man. Go to John 8. John 8 verse 12. John 8, verse 12. So when it, it says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the light of the world. Are we there? Yes, and he that followeth me shall not what? Walk in shall not do what? Walk in, Walk in darkness. But shall do what? Have, Have the light of life. So now we are seeing that darkness is not physical. Are you seeing it now? So when it says, Go back to Genesis 1. Let's go back to Genesis 1. So are you seeing that darkness is the state or the being of a man? Because it says, he that followeth me would not walk in darkness. So that we can say darkness is a path. Darkness is a lifestyle, right? We can say darkness is a nature, right? Yes. Guys, right? Okay, if you, if you still don't understand, let's go to First John. Go to First John quickly. Let's, let me show you something there. Look at first John verse 1. First John 1. Look at first John 1. Look at are you there, 1 John 1. Are you there, guys? Alright, it says, look at him verse. Let's say, let's read from verse 5. First John 1, verse 5. It says, This then is the message we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him there is no what? Darkness at all. Look at in verse 6 very quickly. It now says, if we say we have fellowship in him and walk in what? Darkness. And walk in what? Darkness. We lie and we do not the truth. He now says in verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanseth us from all what? Sin. So that shows darkness is not physical, right? Darkness is a being, is a state. Are you seeing it now? So when you are reading Genesis, let's go back to Genesis now. Let's go back to Genesis. It's going to make sense now. Go back to Genesis verse 1. So we can say in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? So we said the immaterial world, right? And the material world, right? Right, guys? So that is the physical and the supernatural or the spiritual, right? Right, guys? All right. So now in verse 2, you now says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So when you read darkness was upon the face of the deep now, is that physical? Is that physical? It can be physical. It's referring to the state of a man. So, God was seeing the state of a man. So, when it says darkness was upon the face of the deep, it was to explain the state of a man without the spirit of God. The state of a man without the spirit of God. So, that is why further said it was without form and void. So, when it says the earth was without form and void, remember, what did we say? Form and void means tohu in the Hebrew, right? And it means, and we say it's nothing, right? It means void. When it says without form, why tohu, which, which means void, and it means nothing. Nothing, nothing. So, and it is refined to the state of a man without the spirit of God. Look at in that first John again. Let's go quickly to that first John again. Let's look at what John was saying. Let's go to that first John verse one. First John verse one. First John one. He says, "This is the message." Look at in verse five quickly. Let's let's do that quickly. Look at in verse five. It says, "This is the message that we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is what." And in him there is no what? Darkness or thought. In verse 6, he now says, If we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie not. So now we can say darkness now is a state of a man, right? Yes. So darkness is the state of a man without the spirit of God. I am not sure if you understand it to this point. Let me see your hands. Let me see. All right, cool. So darkness is the state of a man without the spirit of God. Look at what he now says in verse 7. He now says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. So we said, just to retrain again, that darkness means the state of a man without the spirit of God. So, we can safely say an unbeliever or a man who hasn't believed the gospel is in darkness. Right? We can say he is without form and void. Right? Nothing, nothing. Right? Can we say that? Can we say that? Because it's like saying the earth was without form. So, God saw the earth without form and void. That is, without nothing. Without the spirit of God. Right, guys? And he now says the spirit of God moved over moved upon the face of the waters so now we have just to reiterate again we understand heaven now so the word evil was to explain god that is his thoughts his actions and the light and the head now it's we can use it as the deep waters and all of those things so we can say god created heaven, right god created the head the physical world and the Supernatural or the spiritual world, right? And that is his words, his actions, his light. And we can call the the deep parts. And he was to explain. So with darkness now is to explain the state of a man without the Spirit of God. So we can further call, we can say, without form and void is also means darkness, right? A further explanation because it is without nothing. So now, what was Moses trying to get across to us? We're just going to lay a foundation this morning and we'll call, it the, we'll call it a service. But, what was Moses trying to explain to us in Genesis 1 verse 1 to 3? Don't forget, he said, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, he already told us how God created the earth. He told us that there was a state of a man without the Spirit of God. Right? Now, then he's saying the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, we said the Spirit of God is from the Hebrew word Elohim Ruach. R-U-A-C-H. Elohim Ruach. It means wind or breath. It means wind or breath. Look at it. Let's look at an example in Genesis 3, verse 8. Genesis 3, verse 8. I'm opening your mind to Bible study. You should get used to Bible study. Hallelujah. I don't want us to have a church that is dull, um, scripturally. Right? You have to be people who can explain the scriptures such that people will ask you and say, What's, uh, How did you know this? How did you know this? I've never seen this before. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you'll be able to explain the scriptures properly. Because one thing, and how the devil deceives people is when they are not properly thought, the scriptures. You remember the temptation of Jesus in the four Gospels. The the devil used even the scriptures to tempt Jesus. He said, as God really said. So if Jesus didn't have proper understanding of the scriptures, he was going to fall for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows understanding is key. Look at what Paul said in Ephesians 3. Let's go to Ephesians 3. Look at what Paul said in Ephesians 3, verse 3. Ephesians 3, verse 3. Because you have to understand the scriptures. Tell your neighbor, say you have to understand. Look at what Paul said in Ephesians 3. He says, Whereby when ye read, ye might understand my knowledge in the mysteries of Christ. So, everyone, we have to pay attention to reading the scriptures. Now, the year has started now. How many of you have picked your Bible to read? How many of you have picked your Bible to read? To just say, okay, I want to study this. I want to look at the Bible again. What is the Bible saying? I want to see it properly. But you know, a lot of us, when we come to church, many of us, we drop our brains outside. Then we get deceived. You know, we get deceived in church and... We, we get, when we get outside, we pick up our brains back. <laughs> and they are showing you the scripture and that are deceiving you and telling you, this is it, this is it, this is it. You're looking at it like, it doesn't even look like it. too. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we have to pay attention to the scriptures. All right, let's go back to our study. So what was Moses explaining in Genesis 1 verse 3? So we said the spirit of God implies wind, right? Breath. Now, let's look at an example of that in Genesis 3 verse 8. It says, They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife eat from the presence of the Lord among the tree of the garden. That word in the cool is from the Hebrew word ruach. That is in the when it says they heard the voice of the lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day that is in the wind wind the wind was blowing he says the voice of the lord was walking in the cool of the day that's referring right to the spirit of the lord moved upon the face of the water that's what it simply means so it's a, it's a synonymous terms to the spirit of the lord move upon the face of the water so now if it is synonymous what does the voice of the Lord mean? Look at in that Genesis 3 verse 8. Let's look at it carefully. Genesis 3 verse 8. It says, They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife eat themselves in the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. In verse 9, The Lord, called, the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where thou? In verse 10, He now said, I heard that voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. In verse 11, he said, Who thought thee that thou was naked? As thou eaten of the tree, which I commanded thee that thou shouldn't eat? Now, I saw something that happened there. What God said to Adam and how Moses explained it in verse 11. He says, Who thought thee that thou was naked? He says, They heard the voice, the voice of the Lord in the cool of the day." now the word voice is from the hebrew word q o hell and that is vital to what it says in verse 10 it says i heard a voice in the garden what god thought uh what god thought adam in verse 17 also you see and unto adam he said because thou was acting unto the voice of thy wife he used the word voice Thou was eating the tree of life The tree of which I've commanded you, saying, Thou shalt not eat, and costest the ground for the sake sorrow shall be upon thee in the days of thy life. Now, if you read in all of those places, we are trying to find out what God said. So he used the word called. He says, And the Lord God called Adam. That's also the word voice. He called Adam, it means to offer, to offer a statement, to voice out something. So, when we say Genesis 1, verse 3, when we say Genesis 1, verse 3, and God said, don't forget in Genesis 3, verse 8, we already read that. And the voice of the Lord, in verse 9, we had I heard that voice. Or in verse 9, we said, the Lord God called. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm talking about Genesis 3 now. In verse 10, he says, I heard that voice. In verse 11, he said, who told thee? Are you seeing it? So, they add something. They heard a voice. So, and that Hebrew word, "cord" is from the word Amar, A-M-R-A. It means to author. So, that shows we can safely understand Genesis 1 verse 3. We can understand Genesis 1 verse 3. Go to Genesis 1 verse 3. When it says, and God said, let there be light. We can safely say, God authored light. God spoke. The very first entrance of God was light. Because we have seen in Genesis 3 the synonymous terms of how God says things. God said to Adam. God called Adam. God asked them questions. So in Genesis 3, it simply means there was an utterance. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he says, and God called. And in verse 3 he now says, and God said. Let there be light. So God authored light. So the very first utterance of God was light. What does that mean? In verse 8, in, verse, in Genesis 3, verse 8, he says the they heard, it says, they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. They heard the voice. In verse 9, it says, God called them. In verse 10, Adam. Heard the voice and he heed himself. Adam heard the voice of the Lord. That is, he heard his light. So we can safely say Adam heard his light. Adam heard the spirit, the promise. Adam heard those utterances, and he heed himself. So it is pathiness for us to understand. Even in verse, Genesis 2 verse 16 look at Genesis 2 verse 16 it says and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat so what so what was god saying god was saying light we can safely say what adam ate is his light is his spirit it's his promise. Adam simply aired the creation again, heaven and earth. Because the voice of God is God's promise. God has offered his promise. Look at what he says in Genesis 1. Look at in Genesis 1. Let's go back there. He says, and the earth was without form of void. We already settled darkness, right? We said darkness means a state right? Darkness means the state of a man without the Spirit of God. That means God saw darkness. God saw man without a spirit. God saw man as sinners. God saw man in a state of confusion, in a state of alpha darkness, or without, vo- without form and void, with nothing, nothing. Right? We can say God saw man in that state. And God offered a statement. He said, Let there be light. His word is his spirit. Look at in John 1. Let's go to John 1. It's going to make sense now. Look, go to John 1. John 1. John 1. John 1, verse 1. Let's go there. Are you there? I'll wait for you. John 1. Look at in John 1. Are you there now? Are you there? John 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word. So that shows there was an utterance. The Logos of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So we can safely say, the utterances is God. How many of you are understanding what I'm saying? How many of you get what I'm saying? So that shows we can see the whatever God says is his person. Am I confusing anyone? Am I confusing anyone? Okay, we're going to get it. He says, the same was in the beginning. All things were made by him and without thing was not anything that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of what? Of men. And that light shineth in darkness. Remember, we already, we already understand darkness. And darkness what? Comprehended it not. It says, there was a man sent from John, whose name, there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. And that same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men might what? Believe. And he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. So, when a man believes the gospel, can we say he has the light? Can we say he has the light? He has the light. Because he, so we can safely say he has God in him. Because the word of God is God, it is his spirit. So, what was Moses saying in Genesis 1? We're, tra- we're just trying to lay a foundation this morning. What was Moses saying in Genesis 1? He says, Let there be light. And we said, just to recap again, in Genesis 3, verse 8, go to Genesis 3, verse 8, so that it's going to make sense. He says, They heard the voice of the Lord. Was it his physical person? Was it his physical person that, that they saw? They said they heard a voice, right? And the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So that shows that voice is synonymous to his person. So when they hear a voice, that is his person. Okay, let's do it this way. If you have a phone call today, you are not seeing the person except it's a FaceTime. But can you say you are having a physical conversation with the person? No, not a physical, but you are having an interaction with with a being. you say that now that being had a conversation with them in verse 9 in genesis 3 verse 9 says the lord god called adam and said did they see him he called him but we can safely see he's calling them is his person okay now let's say it like this my voice if you hear my messages now on let's say soundcloud is that you are just in your room can that be me speaking in your room? Yes, sir. Yes, no. Which yes. one? Yes, sir. Is that me speaking in your room? Yes, sir. But what is what is just playing my audio, right? Yes, sir. Just an audio playing, right? So can we say I am talking to you in the room? Yes, sir. Can we say that? Yes, sir. We can say that, right? Yes. So we can say the voice of Ayobensin is talking in your room. Yes, sir. Can we say that? Yes, sir. All right, good. Now, so in verse 9, it says, The Lord God called Adam and said, Where art thou? In verse 10, it now says, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked. You know? And I hid myself. You know, Adam now is hiding himself from a voice. If you are to hide yourself, you hide yourself from a person. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying? If you were to hide yourself, you will hide yourself from the human being. But it's like saying, You heard my voice at home as my message is displayed, and maybe you heard, Why are you not praying? Maybe you heard maybe stability prayer like track 12 or something. You, heard, you are not praying. This that, that, that. and immediately you got up. You know, I heard somebody tell me one time. He, said, I, he called me in the morning and said, I said, Good morning. I said, Have you slept? He said, No. He said, I, I could not have slept. Though. I said, Why? He said, when I hear stability, prayer structure, he said, if we sleep, (laughs) something will happen to us. Now, that means he obeyed the voice as though I was the person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, that shows there was God having physical interaction with man, obviously. But we can safely say his utterance is his person. Okay, now, we don't have God with us physically, right? But this is the Bible. Can we say, this is God speaking to us? Right? We can say, this is God speaking to us. So when we read the pages of this thing, we act on it. Right? Because this is God's word to us. I don't know if you you understand it to this point. Let me see your hands. All right, good. So now, that shows to us when he says, now, let's go back to that Genesis 1. He says, and God said, Let there be light. The voice of the Lord is God's promise. The voice of the Lord is God's spirit. What did he mean? That is what we are going to study in this series. He says, Let there be light. And do you know what the Bible says? He says, and there was light don't forget darkness is not physical darkness is not does not mean the light of this church now is off and we now say let there be light we now turn it on that's not what god is doing oh no. god is not trying to play akipanki with you are you getting what i'm saying that's not what it was that's not what's going on what is going on Is a a spiritual reality. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, what did God mean by saying, let there be light? And if you read in the scriptures, we already saw that light is not also physical. Because in 1 John, go back to that 1 John that I showed you. 1 John. 1 John. Verse 1, it says, this is the message we have heard of him, and to declare to you that, I'll wait for you. Are you there now? It says, this is the message that we have heard of him, and to declare to you that God is what? That God is what? Let's read it. So, can we say the light of Genesis 1? He now says, and in him, there is no what? There can't be darkness because he was the one that said, let there be light when he saw darkness. In verse 6, he now says, if we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in what? In the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, Cleanseth us from all sin. So it is evident to us that the voice of the Lord God is God's promise. And and it is further thought as the light and His Spirit. Because in verse 2 it says, The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters now let me explain that again in that spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters look at what's what it says in in uh in Genesis 3 verse 8 we said the spirit of God means Elohim Ruach Elohim just means God and spirit Ruach R-U-A-C-H it means wind in Genesis 3, verse 6, it says, They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, that word, in the cool of the day, just means ruach. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when he says, and that is a synonymous term. So, when he says, the spirit of the Lord move upon the face of the waters, it simply means they heard the voice of the Lord. Now, so, it's just like saying a repetition without form and void, is a repetition for darkness. The spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the, Lord, of the waters is a repetition for what? And God said, let there be light. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Because the voice of the Lord God spoke and the voice said, let there be light. And what is the light? What is the light? What is the darkness? What is his voice? Because he says, Don't forget. Don't forget as we try to start or close right now. In Exodus or the Thaonomy. Let's look at the Thaonomy. 8 verse 20. I want to show you a couple of things. So we said they heard the voice, right? And the voice has already told us, let there be light, right? All right, look at in Deonomy. Let's look at something there quickly. We're going to pick it up from here next week, but we have to see what is the Spirit of God saying to us in our today's world? Remember, I told you, God in fee said, "The scriptures will not mean today, what it never meant when it was written." Look at me 8, verse 20. It says as the nations are you there are you there guys yes. all right it says as the nations wish the Lord destroy it before your face so shall ye perish because ye would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord look at the theonomy the voice of the Lord your God look at the 9 remember don't forget in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning. So, in the very beginning, there was a voice. And that voice uttered a statement. And what was that statement? Light. Don't forget it. Now, in the Theonomy 9, we're just trying to lay a foundation today. We'll pick it up from here next Sunday. Look at the Theronomy 9, verse 23. The Theonomy 9, verse 23 he says likewise when the, Lord go- when the Lord sent you to Kadesh Barnea, saying go up and possess the land ye have- that ye have given you. Then ye rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God and ye believe not nor akin to what? His voice. Look at in Deuteronomy 13 verse 4. Deuteronomy 13 verse 4. The Thessalonians 13, verse 4. So, look at the Theronomy 13, verse 4. If you walk after the Lord your God, and fear him, and keep his commandments, and do what? Obey his voice, ye shall serve him, and cleave unto him. He says, if ye shall obey his voice. Look at in verse 18. Look at it, verse 18. When thou shalt hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandment which I command thee to this day, and to do what is right in the sight of the Lord, it says, If you shall hearken to that voice. Look at in Deuteronomy 30. So, look at Deuteronomy 30. And ye shall return unto the Lord thy God. And shall do what? Obey his voice according to all that he has commanded. That thou, thy children, with all that he says, that thou and thy children with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Look at in Numbers fourteen verse twenty-two. Numbers fourteen verse twenty-two. We have to use scriptures to explain the scriptures. When you go anywhere and they are using experiences and story. To explain scripture, Ronu, (laughs) are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible will not contradict itself. All right, look at in Numbers 14, verse 22. It says, because all those men which did see my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now, and have ached not to what? To my voice. In Exodus 15, verse 26. Look at Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. It says, If thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of thy God, and to do what is right in his sight, and will give here to the commandment and, the, and to keep all his promise. And I will put none of the diseases upon thee for the addition, for I am the Lord that elect thee. Look at in Exodus 19 verse 5. Are you seeing that? <laughs> the voice of the Lord has spoken. Look at in Exodus 19 verse 5. Exodus 19 verse 5. Are you there? It says, now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice and keep my commandments, then ye shall be a peculiar people, a, tra- a peculiar treasure unto me. For all the what? Heaven uh-huh. and earth that He created, right? In Genesis, right? Is is right? And what was the voice He said in Genesis 1? Let there be light. So, what? As we approach more and further light in this series, what is the voice of the law? What did God say? Are we, in 2022, still obeying the voice of the law? Or are we obeying the voice of social media? Or the voice of our mind? Or the voice of our own self? Because he says, Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And don't forget, in Genesis 2 or in Genesis 3, look at Genesis 3. This will be the last text I will show you. And we will call it a morning this morning. Hallelujah. Look at in Genesis 3. He says, The servant was most subtle than any beast of the field, and the Lord God made, and he and said uh, that the Lord God made, and he said unto the Ye, look at what he said. He says, Yea, at God, at God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. He used the voice of the Lord to contradict them, or to give them an opposing view. He says, as God said. And that is how many of us are today. You are seeing what God has said in the world. And you are still seeing, as God said. Hallelujah. He says, as God said. And the woman said unto Sarpent, He said, We may eat of every tree, of the, every fruit of the tree of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, as said ye shall not eat, neither shall ye touch, lest ye die. Look at what he said in verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye shall eat, your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desired to make one wise. And she took the fruit and did eat, and gave unto her husband with her. Don't think the other was far with her. You know, I was talking to somebody some years ago, and he says uh, they gave the fruit. We're, we're going to check everything. Is Moses really saying? Is Moses really explaining fruit. Apple or orange or I mean, apple is the one that's you know. In fact, somebody told me. Look at look at look at how ignorance is. So he told me that the reason why apple in you know apple phone why they did not put the apple in full is because of the sin of adam ah, ah. no i'm serious too. the person was very sincere but person was telling me no it's because of that sin ah i say, iphone steve jobs just created apple in 2000 i think 2004 or so you are now saying 2004 and almost 6000 years ago you are still using it well you can't blame people the, that's one of the dangers of wrong interpretations of scriptures. You can't blame them. Because everything they hear is acquired to refire the desire to go and go to a fire. <laughs> so now, look at what he says. He now says, and their eyes was both open, and they were naked, in verse 7, and they saw fig trees upon themselves. Look at in verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God, walking in the cool of the day, and Adam hid himself from the presence of the light of, of God among the tree of the garden. And God said unto Adam, we are thou. And he heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, what was happening there? The voice told them something. And what happened? They disobeyed the voice. What happened? Then they hid from that same voice. When the voice was to come to them, they were running away. They returned back to darkness. Hallelujah! That was what was happening. Because God's voice is light. God's voice is light. So as we approach further light in this series, we are going to study what is the voice of the Lord? What is His Spirit? What is the voice of the Lord saying? Because if we are akin to the voice of the Lord and to obey, we are believing the promise. When we do not akin into His voice, we are disbelieving His promise. And don't forget, In 1st John, it says, if we walk, go to that 1st John, verse 1 to 5. First 1st John, it says, if we walk, that's our scripture this morning, and I want us to know that we have a responsibility, hallelujah, we have a responsibility to lighten up the dark places, to ensure that men are in the light in verse 5 he says this then is the message we have heard of him and to declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness and if we say there is a fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie not and do not the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin it's going to be an interesting study because we are going to look through the sin of Adam and Eve. We are going to look through what was the consequences of what they did. We are going to look through Egypt. We are going to look through um, Abraham, Isaac, Sarah. We are going to look through how the Lord drove them out. What it means. What is the light and what is the darkness. So he said, let there be light. And there was light. Meaning, we have come to God's light today. Hallelujah. We have come to God's light today. And we have akin to the voice. A man who has believed the gospel has akin to that voice. Hallelujah. And a man who rejects the gospel will be like Adam, hiding himself from the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is the gospel. It has not changed. God has always said, let there be light. His voice, so we can safely say a man who has believed the gospel, who is saved, has he believed the voice, has he akin to the voice. But a man who is not saved, he has rejected the voice that God said in Genesis. So it will be in darkness. Right? Right. So our responsibility is to make sure that men hear the voice. So when you preach, just like I am doing this morning, when you go out to preach, what is men hearing? What is men hearing? The voice. If they reject you, that's why the Bible says, if they reject you, they reject me. Because you are now is too to proclaim that voice into the nations of the earth. So when they reject your voice, they reject God. And they reject that voice of the light. Hallelujah. So we have a responsibility, right? Because he said, let there be light. And there was light. So all over Rochester, all over New York, all over north america let there be light it's our responsibility let's bow our heads as we pray this morning just commit your hearts to the lord that as men hear your voice they hear the light they hear the voice of the lord they hear the voice that called forth out of darkness into the marvelous light let's be on our feet this morning and just Commit your uh, pray for yourself. Lift your voice. Hold somebody's end. Let's just agree in prayer for one another. Uh, we are stronger, each.